Hello. Welcome to Therapy Talks. I'm Chris Place and I'm a psychotherapist. In this podcast series, I'll be chatting with different people about their experiences, their lives, their loves, their challenges, and what helps them find their way forward in the world. We'll also chat to different therapists and researchers about the models of therapy that they use to get a better understanding of these different approaches and how these different approaches might be useful at different times for different people. Hopefully it'll be lots of human connection and conversation about the challenges we have and also about what helps us get through. I hope it's going to be fun, enjoyable, entertaining, engaging, informative. Anyway, let's go on the journey. Well, hello everybody, how are you doing? So, it is just me today, a solo podcast show, if you will. Just, uh, I am here to talk to you about all things Christmas. Now, it's the 1st of December, so I've given myself permission. You can't, for me, before, before December, no. 1st of December, okay. So I was interviewed by the Irish Times a couple of weeks ago and they were asking me about uh, how to manage Christmas stress. And so I thought I'd do a podcast on the same. And as I was thinking about it all, one of the things, the memories that came to me was, you know, when we were young, when we were kids, I remember, you know, we would get our Christmas tree kind of when we finished school. So typically around the 22nd of December. And that's when we would get our tree. And... Then, you know, you'd have Christmas for that kind of a week, you know, you'd have the Christmas and then the few days after. And then that was kind of it. But I suppose it's got earlier and earlier and earlier. And really from from Halloween, uh, once we have Halloween, we've got the decorations going up. We've got the Christmas carols start to be played and the adverts come on and so on and so on and so on. And there's more and more pressure, I think, on people to meet certain kind of Christmas ideals, if you will. Uh, sort of the, the, the sort of... The hallmark Christmas, you know, that the ads of the happy smiling families and everyone's having an amazing time and it's warm and loads of gifts and lights and all the wonderfulness of it. And Christmas can be great and it can be great fun and it can be so lovely catching up with people and hanging out with people and really can be a wonderful time. But it can also be a difficult time for people and it can be a challenging time. And, you know... For, for some of us, it's Christmas can be quite lonely. Um, it can be stressful. Um, when we've had loss and bereavement, um, I think Christmas becomes particularly difficult. I mean, we lost our, our dad a couple of years ago now, and Christmas is always a bit bittersweet in a way. On the one hand, it's exciting and lovely to see everyone. And, you know, my son now is near 16 months, so it's exciting with him. But there's also the sort of the loss and the absence you know, of my dad. And that that can be really tough. So we can have quite a lot of different feelings uh, around Christmas. And for some people, you know, maybe families have broken down and maybe Christmas isn't the the hallmark idea that it's often advertised as, you know, the the adverts and the, the happy family kind of idea. And I think it's really important, actually, that we're really allowed to feel what we're feeling and share with someone if we can those feelings because it's actually the the act in a way that's quite stressful of having to put on a happy face when we're feeling really sad 
And um, there's a concept called emotional labor. I remember my sister did a master's thesis many years ago on it was in the area of human resource, um, human resources, and it would the emotional labor is this idea that you know I'm standing in a shop serving somebody who's given out to me, and I'm smiling, go thank you, have a nice day, and inside I'm screaming, and 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 the the pressure of of bottling up our feelings really causes us stress. So it's really important to be able to talk to somebody and to acknowledge um, those feelings. And, and just what I refer to about, you know, um, the, the, the perfectionist idea. We often have this idea of the Christmas has to be perfect. You know, it, it is very much influenced by possibly uh, our own families or other people, but certainly the, 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 the kind of adverts and the, the ideas that are out there, you know, everyone's sitting around laughing and, you know, celebrating and everyone's really happy and it's warm and it's all of these things. And yet things like that, again, none of us, very, none of us really meet this idea, this perfection. I mean, we have financial pressures, we have family dynamics, um, you know, maybe people not getting on with one another. Um, we can, as we say, you know, can regress to older scripts, you know, we can kind of find ourselves sitting around the table at 51 feeling like I'm 15 again or 14. So we, we can become teenagers for the day, which can make for an interesting dinner time experience. So I think there are things we can do, though, to sort of support distress. One, as I said, is talk about how you're feeling to somebody, be it a therapist, a friend, family member, whoever, but just try not to keep things bottled up. The other thing is to move away from the illusion of perfection. I mean, it's just an illusion. Like, let's have realistic expectations of of, of what Christmas uh, should be like. Uh, there was a British psychoanalyst called uh, Donald Winnicott who famously wrote about the good enough mother. And then quite quickly, I mean, therapists quite like this, the idea of the good enough therapist. But I think the concept of good enough is really key. Things don't have to be perfect. They can be good enough. And I think that's really important. Good enough, good enough, good enough. Food can be good enough. The presents can be good enough. The the celebrations can be good enough. Um, it can just be good enough. It doesn't have to be perfect. Uh, the other piece I think is really important is one of the things that seems to happen at Christmas and certainly has happened to me is it, it's kind of like the normal things I do, you know, like that my normal self-care routines can almost get, get thrown out the window and I end up kind of, you know, everything is kind of like you're in this kind of other world of eating roses for those not from Ireland or wherever roses are made but roses are a, a chocolate and there's usually a debate there's a rivalry between quality street and roses we'll probably have the two boxes and then I'll just eat them for breakfast and it does wonders for my digestive system so things that we kind of that what can and that can actually add to stress so actually just putting into place self-care practices going for nice walks if you're swimming, swim, you know, if you do mindfulness and meditation, keep it up because um, we often call it, get caught up with the busyness and we sacrifice our self-care. So if we can focus in on our sleep and getting decent food into us and, you know, getting out there and breathing in the air. And for me, what I would do my, with my clients a lot is this really basic grounding exercises where I sit in the chair, focus on my breath, feel my feet on the ground get my clients to do the same, notice what the qualities of like, it doesn't have to be my feet, it can be my hands in the chair, it can be, you know, it could be looking at my arm, you know, feeling my hand, noticing its sensations. It, 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 the idea is to bring attention to some aspect of my physicality, of my bodily experience, and that, by breathing into it, can be quite resourcing. 
and and in a way it's about five minute five minute stress busters i call them like take five minutes out of your day people are saying i'm too busy i don't have time we can find five minutes and i can do that at two or three times in the day i had a colleague of mine who used to say it's like you're on a fast speeding train and that's it you just can't seem to get off but you can you pull in at the station you get off for five minutes take a moment take a breather before you get back on again and I think those things can be really helpful. Those, if you're into meditation and mindfulness, keep it up. Keep doing what you do that resources and supports you. Um, the other thing that's really important, and the positive psychologists would talk about it, they talk about the here and now, being in the present moment. So that's where the, the grounding, grounding exercises can really help. The other piece would be social connection. You know, So that's you know, keeping in touch with friends. That's not my hundreds of Facebook friends, but it's, it's it's having really good conversations. So I get to meet a friend or have a family member I'm really close so that we can express and explore what we're feeling. That can be really grounding and help with stress. And I suppose the other thing then is self-compassion. Be kind. We're great at being critical, you know, have this inner self-critic that's given out to us the whole time and saying, oh, that's not good enough and this is not good enough and that's not good enough. Self-compassion. Uh, you know, according to Curse and Neth, highlights that that the fundamental need for it for our well being, and it it it's just it's like it's just like that person who's there. It's like that voice in our heads that's like, "Hey, you're doing okay, you're doing okay, and you're doing enough." And listen, I know this is tough, but I'm here, and we'll get through this. As opposed to, you know, the the, the negative, angry voice we often hear in our head. Another thing then would be around that, that I think is important is financial management. And I want to stress that I am not an expert in this arena. Far from it. Um, but things like setting budgets and really folk, kind of minding, like managing that are important. There's people like MABS, the Money Advice Bureau, who are far more, far more reliable than I am in terms of helping people manage money. Um, because this time can be really stressful and we feel this, you know, huge pressure again. This perfectionistic myth to get the best presents and to give our kids the best presents and to give people so much stuff. But like, it's 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 really not the stuff that that we remember. I, I you know, I think back over the years. It's I remember laughter. Might remember the fights. I I I have different memories that like the Christmas tree when we were kids, or you know. Uh, yeah, there's lots of different things I remember, but it's generally not the material bits. You know, maybe there was a very special, meaningful gift that somebody got me. I'll certainly remember that. But it's the moments. Uh, I mean, I remember um, a number of years ago now uh, when my nephew Sam, who's, you know, I know what age Sam is now, Jesus. Sorry, Sam. 14, uh, 15 um, ish. In that realm, I've completely forgotten and he's going to be horrified. Hopefully he probably won't listen to this, so it doesn't really matter. Um, but when he was small, you know, maybe if four or five, he was a huggy little guy. And I, I'm a hugger. And uh, I remember sort of hugging. And I remember at one point it was kind of hugging. I was kind of rubbing my head against his head. And it was just kind of messing and joking. And it was Christmas Day and we were having a big family get together. And it was lovely. It was great crack. And... Uh, Anyway, the next day we get a text from my brother and he's there going, uh, here's the thing. <laughs> we just found out that there was an outbreak of head lice uh, 
just before the kids, just when the kids finished school. We didn't realise, they didn't realise until, you know, until Christmas. Um, it takes a few days for these guys to show their licey faces. And uh, so anyway, I was like, what? I'm staying with my, I was staying the night with my mother uh, then in her 70s, kind of saying to her, look, we need to treat ourselves for <laughs> advice. So I had to go up. I think it was a thing called Full Solution or Full something. I can't remember. Some product you get in Tesco's, and you have to treat yourself and treat. Everyone. Oh my god! Oh, well, I found this little headlight. Larry the Louse, I call them. I uh, found them in my head, and uh, yeah, itching. I'm itching away now. Actually, talking about it, uh, I ended up shaving my hair off. I thought it was the easiest thing to do. Um, but I, I laugh. I think of the memory. Yes, I, I mean, I wasn't thrilled to get headlights, but it was just those moments that you remember. To be honest, they're very warm in my heart because we were all together as a family. And now our family isn't fully complete. So when I think back, there are special moments. So those moments are, you know, they're the things that stand out. So anyway, uh, so let's move away from the finances. But look, if you are struggling financially, do check out MABS and people like that. I think that they, those organisations can be really supportive and really helpful. Um the other thing I think is, is is also, you know, we have this kind of pressure on us to meet everyone and, and I've got to meet everyone before Christmas, before this big day. You know, all this pressure is on leading up to this big day and then it's kind of almost after the day you kind of stop and you, you're going to start to breathe again. And it's almost like Stephen's Day comes along or, and you're kind of like, oh, well, where am I? Um, and for those of you not in Ireland, that's Boxing Day, the, the day after Christmas. And um, I think... You know, if we can take a bit of pressure off ourselves of having to meet everyone and say, we'll meet people after Christmas. Set a boundary, set a kind of thing around us saying, right, this is what works for me and I'm going to work within that and stay within that. And they're, they're being able to say, no, I, I'm not going to meet, but I'll meet you afterwards, is, I think is really important. If the stress is overwhelming, if these things I'm saying are just not me, and I really just talk to somebody, you know, um, you know, you can check it out on IACP or uh, you can look, find a therapist or, you know, you, there's therapists. You can talk to your GP if needs be, but talk to somebody. Don't keep it all bottled up. Um, And I suppose then the last thing I think in a way, when I think about all of this stuff and I think about Christmas and I think about it, it is, there is the sort of, certainly from, you know, I, like if you look at it in terms of the, the spiritual aspect of Christmas. So there's a religious piece, which is obviously, you know, Christmas is about celebration of the birth of Jesus and the three wise men and the shepherds and the, the sort of, uh, you know, being turned away at the end and then, you know, being born in a hay shed and all of these things, which are probably quite pertinent for, for the times we're in in many ways. But, you know, what that, that, that being turned away, being turned away and, um, you know, we can probably relate to that. Um, in many ways, people get we have these these issues ongoing all the time. So that the, there's the sort of religious piece, and that can really frame people's Christmas. And then the sort of deeper spiritual piece, in a sense, is that bit that's about giving and connection and love and you know time to check in with each other, time to be grateful for what we have and where we are. You know, the themes of kindness, of people going to the trouble of cooking or buying a gift. And we focus less on the material and more on the essence. It can be a time to reflect on the year that's gone. 
it's 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 that Christmas time is is a closing a closure space. It's 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 a time where we come to the end of something and start something new. It's a transition time. Carl Jung, the the sort of Swiss psychoanalyst, talked about the, the sort of deeper aspects of Christmas. It's it's a rebirth and renewal. You're shedding the old and making space for new beginnings, for new possibilities. In a way, it can be a very special, meaningful time when we can put into place the strategies to manage our stress and take the not, the time we need to recharge ourselves so that we can have space for something a lot more personal. Anyway, that's my spiel on Christmas. Uh, wherever you are in the world, uh, happy Christmas. And if it's not a happy one, I just wish you lots of love for it, regardless. Um, nice chatting to you. Nice doing this solo podcast. I will do more of them. Um, and look, I'll talk to you all soon. Um, take care of yourselves. Bye.